Good morning. And this is really nice. This is our day two of the Struggling Believer podcast. And you might notice that I am kind of having, you know, really not not very good <laughs> I'm breathing because I have walked from my place to this certain area where I can see the mountains and there's not well people are still asleep right now we're still um, yeah but yesterday I was late so today is quite early and I have adjusted my schedule so that um, actually gonna be early uh, it's 5.15 uh, it's already 5.24 um, right now but I walked my, my schedule is 5.15 okay so and then 5.15 a.m. and I'm not sure if you can hear the background noise that's all the roosters growing and I want to keep it that way <laughs> Because I want this, as I told you, to be as natural as possible. No edits after this. So, this is really nice. And um, I can still breathe fresher air. Relatively fresher air. Okay. So, yes. So, let's start with gratitude before we dive into and expand on the topic that we have discussed yesterday. So, what... Yeah. Well, thank you, dear God, for this beautiful opportunity, um, for fixing my schedule, for tweaking a lot of things, and for this beautiful, beautiful day that you have given me and us, everyone listening. Um, I'm sure they, of course, they will be listening uh, not on the same time and on the same day as mine, but... I pray that they would also be blessed with our discussion today. I have no I have no outline yet of anything, but let's just pick up where we left off yesterday. So I thank you, dear God, for this view, for waking me up on time, on the set schedule, and for just the opportunity to talk and speak here. Yes, in this beautiful view, I'm viewing mountains and also a sea view and a city view. So that's three in one, mountain view, city view, and sea view from uh, at a distance. So yeah, they're, they're delightfully, yeah, they're all delightfully situated. So anyway, all right, what, what, what were we talking about yesterday? We were talking about um, the character of God and the ultimate question that says if there is, if God is good, then why is there so much evil in this world? And that question has so many forms. And yeah, if there's a good God, or how can there be a good God in a bad world, right? We, our minds can't seem to, to go you know, make peace with the fact that we are living in a sin-sick world and we can't also deny the reality that there must be someone higher 
out there. It's not just us. It's impossible, impossible, impossible for us to have just evolved from non-living things, you know, through billions of years. It's the, the billions of years thing make uh, somehow gives you that um, that projection of a possibility that that could have happened. But, but, right? Um, there's no, there's no way. There's no way that such nothingness will just come um, without any without any higher power to make all these beautiful things on earth, right? So that's a, um, a whole lot of topic right there. So from the, the scientific perspective, actually, God exists, right? From just the scientific perspective of things, the logical, um, scientific, not, not, not the scientism, not the ideology, that's faithful to the concept that there is no God, the ideology that denies God right at the outset, that's not really science. Because science is um, supposedly, it's supposed to just be a, a quest for the truth, right? But if you deny certain things right at the outset, that is, there's already bias right there. And that's scientism, right? And interestingly, um, what makes us deny the existence of God is not is not the is not all the physical beautiful things in nature. No, not that. But but the the experiences that we have socially, the failed relationships, the dysfunctional families, right? Our experiences in childhood that are bad, that are evil, that have affected us negatively and in those it's very interesting that our experiences it's 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 those experiences that are bent on you know not giving us the freedom right those anti-love experiences those are the exact experiences that make us think uh, i don't love the idea of god because you know god is associated with authority and control and power and if that's what we have experienced in our lives except the fact that there is no love right there right um we we don't like that higher power because we if we as kids as children have experienced abusive parenting or totally absolutely control freak parents have um destroyed our experiences as children then as adults we come to try to overcorrect that and try to um, explore the idea that there we, we don't like we don't love the idea of having such a power such a such a god it, it will be scary it will be scary right so it, <laughs> it's very interesting that um, if you look at nature you know, if you look at the beauty of pristine nature that human beings have not defiled, you can see design right there and beauty right there. That's no question. But then, when you see, when you try to recall, what, what if there is this powerful, really powerful being, right? But then the only things that you can associate with that power are your 
maybe not your parents, but maybe your abusive teacher or maybe your aunt or uncle or whoever that is, that is a symbol of authority is, or is an authority figure in your life as a child especially, if those people, if those symbols of authority have hurt you before, then it's likely, it's highly likely that you would also want to dismiss of the idea that there is a God in the universe because you're scared of the authority, you're scared of power, you're scared of control, right? So, um, that, that is why it's very interesting that God presents himself as love. Because, well, that is who he is. God is love. His nature is law. Is love. His nature, his law, is love. It always has been and ever will be, right? The high and lofty one that inhabited eternity uh, changes not. He is ever love. All right. And you see, you see, um, um, in parenting that there is no love, there, there is no freedom, there is... There's just absolute control. Um, children would grow up um, having all these struggles about a belief in God. Because the association with um, abusive parenting or control freak parenting, um, that's, that's just embedded right there in the brain. And it's so hard to, to make peace with that. So if there is, if we haven't encountered anything that could be a little mirror of the kind of love that God has or is himself, then it's going to be really hard for us to embrace that kind of God. So we have established right here a, a certain very important point that God's character has been in question. The question, the ultimate question that asks, if there is a good God, if God is good, then why is there so much evil in this world? That already presents a premise right there that God is good, that our association, our expectation of God is that He is good, right? That is the expectation. But we can't seem to make peace with that idea of God's goodness with all the bad things that we are seeing in the world, right? And again, that is because of all the experiences that we have had since the beginning, since our childhood, basically. So what are we trying to say here, right? There, you feel it as an adult. You feel that there, you, you know there's something that's a higher power, but you can't seem to, to accept that, okay? It's hard, it's hard to accept that. Unless you see, unless you see, really, really see God's revelation of himself. And God reveals himself, number one, in nature. There are many, many, many philosophies and ideologies that simply focus on the gift of nature, which is great, which is really, really great. I have, I have been to, um, the last weekend, the past weekend, I have been to Sol Sierra. Um, they, uh, they embrace yoga and um, Buddhism, I think. I'm not sure, actually. But around those things and, and there and Buddhism doesn't necessarily promote God it's the idea of just peace and with nature and everything so nature heals yes but nature is not God God is not nature right 
there's something in nature you would feel it like there's something in god's creation that makes you makes you feel more human and more connected not the kind of human that's bad because if you see buildings and waste everything that that you know um for example there's there's a, a lake and then you see um garbage in there that's that's a human thing the the garbage is a human thing and it's it's ugly right but if there's pristine nature untouched untouched by by um by human human things human activities that are destructive right um if you see pristine nature you would really appreciate um nature itself and you would feel that there's something in it so something in your soul is fed and you can't explain that you just can't explain that um but it really is something you know that it's something you know that there's something beyond you you as a human being if you try to breathe fresh air in nature you bathe yourself in nature just take your attention away from your mobile phone or anything anything um anything man made and just just you know immerse yourself in all the greens and the beautiful colors of the flowers and the clouds and the skies and the stars and the moon right but there's something more something more in there um we can't explain it right again again um some people would choose to just focus on the nature itself because once you attach the idea of a god you attach also the idea of control and when you do that um you see there's uh there it is again the, the cognitive dissonance that well god is we i mean nature is really great it's awesome but then again you you recall you connect those ideas of your bad childhood bad authority figures and when you think of god it's it's just not beautiful right it's not beautiful so um that, that's why some people just choose to remain in that that you know that area of just embracing nature itself and not attaching anything not attaching anything that's an authority figure to that you know um david ashrick once said i think he said it many times in different places in different occasions um that the, the best good news the best good news the, the best news is that there is a god and that god is jesus right because if you just read the desire of ages you would discover there and also the chosen is beautiful it's it's beautiful it's not perfect but it's really beautiful it's the most beautiful thing movie about jesus um ever made not not a movie it's a series right um it has its own app the chosen app if you haven't watched it yet you can try to um but also i also i i recommend you read the desire of ages by ellen g white really it's a, it's a beautiful revelation of jesus and there you would see that this jesus this kind of god and you also by the way you also follow david ashrick for the da with da challenges it, the challenge has been close and done but you can do your own uh, da with da challenge you just schedule it and you just um, follow the whole the desire of ages um book and uh, it's really nice so again jesus jesus is god's revelation of himself right we were talking 
just a while ago about God's revelation of himself in nature, but nature is not God. Here, God also reveals in his word in the Bible. But again, when there's human, human intervention, human selfishness, and greed, and all these other bad motives, just when, when people intervene, they, they use, the, use nature or use, God, use the word of God to be a, des- a destructive um, tool uh, a tool to condemn others and that's not good that's not good at all and that's one of the reasons why people deny the existence of God because they don't like the God people they don't like people who claim to believe in God and yet their actions don't really yeah it's like internally we know that God is good and the people who are God believers are supposed to be good right internally it's like people already know that and they may not not embrace it or something but they know that really so um what i'm trying to say here is that all these revelations partial revelations of god in nature and in um the word the bible is i mean these can be used by people to destroy to, to still destroy to, to still diminish the experience of the god experience i mean the god experience right um they, these can still be tampered if you don't dig deep right these can be you know used to mis- mislead right and so god sent jesus his son the word and there's really more to unpack about that um, by the way, let me just mention that I am also following the Arise, the Arise um, online. It's a, it's a discipleship program. It's a really comprehensive discipleship program by the Lightbearers, lightbearers.org. It, um, it's a work by um, the teachers are David Ashrick, um, Ty Gibson, and Jeffrey Rosario. And there are other also. There are others also. Um, yeah but anyway those are the three main um, teachers as far as i know and i am going through it and i'll be sharing a few of my learnings too moving forward so let's go just go back to the revelation of god in jesus and in jesus you see that this figure he speaks with authority but he is very 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 far from your abusive parents or your abusive authority figures this jesus sets you free the truth sets you free this jesus does not condemn remember the scene when that woman was caught in adultery and brought to jesus by religious people brought to jesus um to test jesus and to also condemn that woman but primarily to test jesus but what did jesus do right he acknowledged, he, he knows, he knows that the woman has sinned and he also knows that everyone else who tr- was trying, who were trying to condemn the woman are, are also in fact sinners. He knows, right? And he, he doesn't condemn people himself, but he made them reflect on their deeds. What did he do? He wrote their sins on the sand, and that is really symbolical because when it's the sand, you can just 
the wind can just um, you know get rid of all the writings on the sand right away there's a really strong wind right so again the point here is that the woman was not condemned at all she was forgiven she was not um, left to shame she was not left to suffer shame right the woman already knows she is within herself she knows and the Holy Spirit has already been convicting her but she was not being accused she was just being whispered to and and wooed gently softly God doesn't force Jesus doesn't force right and Jesus forgives he's the total opposite of your abusive parents so the greatest good news is that God exists and that God looks like Jesus right the father looks like Jesus right so so that's what David Asherick has been pointing all along and to the ultimate question again that if God is good then why, why is there so much evil we've already touched that yesterday um, a bit and that's oh that's um, that's the great controversy the short answer is it's because of the great controversy that someone rebelled right and the rebellion was made possible because in the first place freedom is here right there is freedom the only reason that rebellion is possible is because because we have the freedom of choice so all of these things all these bad things that we are experiencing we are seeing right now in the sensic world that is these are manifestations of freedom and people choose freedom their way right so people are free to choose but then people also experience the consequences of those, those choices and um, the only thing the only solution I think to this dilemma is for people themselves is for rational intellectual beings emotional beings to see for themselves what is good and what is bad that's learning right there that that is maturity you can think of humanity as a child growing right and rebelling and then coming to full maturity when they see for themselves the depths and the results of rebellion what is rebellion anyway it is simply anti-love anti-love rebellion is simply anti-love so when you come to terms of these things it all really makes sense if you see the big picture of things that God is love his nature his law is love and all his commandments are about love it's all about love love is the fulfillment of the law you don't need to outline so many rigid rules or things right because the basics of it all is love it's just that you know <laughs> You know these series of books called um, for dummies, right? And say C plus plus for dummies. If you don't see, if you don't know how to code or JavaScript for dummies, or Google Ads for dummies, or Facebook Ads for dummies, or copywriting for dummies, for, or, or medicine or something for dummies. I don't know everything, every book, every for dummies book out there. But those are the examples, and these books you know they, they teach you the basics of things the manifestations of um, how it is to be a Facebook ad expert for example 
<laughs> so the Ten Commandments and all the other, all the other commandments, all the other laws and rules are just, just the, the specific things. But there are beautiful principles, and the Ten Commandments themselves are principles. But there are, there are more basic, more fundamental principles, and there is one basic fundamental principle, and that is the principle of love. It's simple as that. God is love. And the only way, the only way to thrive in life is to love, right? Anti-love principles are destructive, right? So right now, I'm not sure. Okay, so we are down at 24 minutes, right? And now I am looking forward to what? To talking tomorrow about, more about love, more about the principle of love against the anti-love dynamic today again we have talked about the beauty of god's uh, just um yeah 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 the reason why people ask that question the reason why people ask that ultimate question if god is good when there were so much evil in this world they just can't seem to reconcile the idea of a good god a good authority figure right um, because their their experiences, their social experiences, since childhood, may or may yeah may have um, may have been direct evidences against the idea of a good God, a good authority figure that exists. And it's scary if there is an authority figure that is so so absolutely powerful, and if their only reference to such an authority figure is their parents or their abusive parents or any abusive. Um, authority figure in their lives if they think God is such and such they they just can't accept um, it's hard for them to grasp or to accept or to embrace the idea that such a powerful all-powerful God exists because they're scared they do not know the character of that God but we have also um, touched a bit that God is beautiful the greatest good news is that there is a God, but he's not scary. He looks just like Jesus, and Jesus is amazing. Jesus is forgiving. Jesus is merciful, compassionate. He is the embodiment of what we call love. So we will talk about love, more about love tomorrow. All right, same, same, same schedule for me. And I'm not sure for you, but yeah, it's your choice. You're free to cho- choose. Okay, so thank you so much for listening in. We will close with gratitude dear god thank you so much for this beautiful beautiful discussion um there is just so much to unpack about your character and i will just let you lead the way for all of these things these things okay so thank you for everything and i'm just going to publish this and may everyone listening to these um podcasts podcast episodes be a blessed thank you for everything May this be a wonderful day for us all. In Jesus' name, amen.